Welcome to McKnight's Home Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. I'm Liza Berger, editor of McKnight's Home Care. Right at Home has set a goal of hiring 26,000 non-medical employees in the United States this year. How does it plan to attract these new candidates? By employing creative hiring tactics, for one. It also aims to prove that Right at Home can offer an employment experience no other home care firm can. CEO Margaret Haynes and franchisee Renee Feaster talk to me more about the firm's hiring strategies. Great to have you, Margaret and Renee. Thanks for having us. Margaret, your company made news earlier this month with the announcement that you're planning to hire 26,000 caregivers amid the shortage. Tell us a little bit more about this. Who are these caregivers and what is the timeline? Yeah, so we put that goal out there for this year of hiring an additional 26,000. And it's really built on the growth that we're seeing across the network and a realization is as our client base is growing, we're just on the cusp of this big boom of clients that are going to need our services. Then we equally need a care force that's going to be able to support that. So we can't add more clients without adding more caregivers. So a recognition that there's such growing need and recognizing that people want to age in their own homes versus having to be forced in facilities. So in light of all those dynamics, put a number to saying, based on the growth we're expecting to see this year, that we need to add another 26,000 caregivers into the mix throughout the year. So by the end of the year, when we go back and look, how many additional have been added into the network. That's the target number that we're focusing on. But the caregivers come from all different walks of life. Caregiving, I would say, and Renee can really dive into this, but I think it's a calling. So it's not for everybody, but the individuals that do take on this role, they are true angels on earth and really do wonderful work day in and day out and really helping people age wherever they call home. This is not a small number, is it? It no. would represent more than half of your current workforce. You employed 45,453 caregivers in 2023, according to your company. Yes. And you also have 700 units across mm-hmm. six countries. Number one, would these caregivers be coming mostly from the United States? And would these be mostly non-medical caregivers? Yeah, great questions. And so, yes, the 26,000 that we're talking about is really from a domestic number perspective. So that doesn't include the other countries that we're in. And so they would be coming from a U.S.-based perspective, although we also are very active along with the Home Care Association of America around needing to have changes from an immigration law perspective that help support bringing additional caregivers in, something that we know just as a society with the aging population, not just in home care, but other industries, we're needing more workers to be able to support our industries and our businesses that we have out there. Mm-hmm. And how about the question of medical versus non-medical? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. So the, yes, these are primarily all non-medical because we focus in non-medical for the most part in terms of from a home care perspective. So we're helping with ADLs and IDLs, call it personal care support and or companion compare support. And we really come alongside what would be home health, which is more your medical side that's dealing with doctor orders and things that are coming from the entitlement programs, whether that be Medicare or Medicaid. Mm -hmm. Very good. Renee, let's turn to you. You're a franchisee. What do you think about this hiring initiative? What have you been tasked with in terms of contributing to this effort? 
what role will you play in it? But first, just tell us a bit about you and your franchise. Sure. So I've been involved with Right at Home for over 10 years now. It is a fantastic company. Culture is amazing. And just getting more people involved in the quality of care that we provide is kind of a calling for me. And just empowering people to take care of somebody and be rewarded, not only from a paycheck perspective, but intrinsically is a calling, is a mission of our office. So I'm really excited about the challenge. I love a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I just think it gives more people an opportunity to have an amazing career. How many caregivers do you currently have? Tell us a little bit about your territory and how are you going to embark on this? Sure. So I have a territory in the upstate of South Carolina. We have about 120, 130 caregivers currently. About 50% of our caregivers have been with us for more than a year. So that's just so exciting. And we have had to change our recruitment to meet a growing need. So in the old days, we put out a job post and we'd see who would call and we'd call them and talk to them and they were a good fit, we'd bring them in. Well, now we're really focusing on engagement and how do we get people engaged? The good people, the people that we want to really love and care for our clients. And one thing we say to people when our recruitment department is this somebody that you would want coming in your home and caring for your mom? Is this somebody you would want coming in your home and caring for you? If you can't say yes, that person does not belong in our office during our orientation. They are not part of the right at home family. So we're very particular about hiring good people. So we've put a lot of new recruitment strategies in place with engagement. We're calling people that used to be caregivers that for one reason or another, they separated from the company. Some people go and start classes. Some people lose childcare. Certain things happen in life. And so we're continually engaging previous employees so that when it's time for them to come back to work, they're choosing right at home. We're continuing to engage applicants that maybe didn't follow through with the process so that when it is time for them to start work, they are engaging with right at home and they are coming to our right at home family. So we make a lot of phone calls, a lot of text messages. And we're always meeting people where they're at to get them to be a part of our family. Mm -hmm. Margaret, is this what you're kind of expecting from your franchisees around the country? Have you initiated some kind of a program to talk about hiring? And what is the responsibility in terms of each of your franchises? Yeah, Renee certainly is a great role model in terms of executing on what we talk about from a entire brand perspective. So recognizing that each of our franchisees are independently owned and operated. And so they're doing the hiring and training and all of that of their caregivers. We at the corporate office think a lot about what are the best practices and how can we share best practices across the network? Because what works in one market may not necessarily work in another. To what Renee said, you know, she's had to change over the years in terms of how she's going about engaging but we also focus on bringing tools and resources they can leverage. So like the engagement platforms, using some technology that's out there to be able to create a great experience for that particular caregiver as they start to engage with their local right at home. We want to make sure that we talk about that whole experience of a caregiver when they first initially 
express interest in maybe becoming a caregiver, the right at home brand until the time when they determine they need to go off and do something else. As Renee said, you know, life happens and there's things that they need to change. But we talk about breaking that down into micro experiences. So we talk a lot with the network about how can you make each touch point with that caregiver really positive because we know while it's an overused term of employer of choice we know that that matters and creating a culture where the caregiver chooses to work for the right at home brand in their local market versus some other brand or some other service means that they've created a really great experience so that's a lot of what we talk about with our franchise owners on an ongoing basis and have a whole team here at the corporate office that focuses on sharing those best practices and what does that look like in practice. Tell us a little bit more about the technology that you mentioned. And you talked to us a couple years ago, talking to us about how you're ramping up new technology. What's going on in this area, particularly in workforce? Yeah, so I think from a technology perspective, we've done several different things and have things we're working on this year, but it's really around how do we leverage technology around engaging with the caregivers? So from once they decide to be a part of the right at home team, how can the local office use technology to keep them engaged, recognizing that this is a workforce that doesn't come to an office to work, that they're actually out there in individual homes. And so sometimes that can feel a little lonely. So bringing technology from that perspective. We also look about using the technology from electronic onboarding perspective. So how do you make that whole applying process much easier and we've really been focusing on that over the last couple of years to use the technology to make sure that we can engage with them right away when they express interest around the role and making that something that is a very efficient process for the local franchisee so they can spend their time building the relationship with the caregivers. Mm-hmm. Margaret and Renee tell us about what this profile is and you talked about Renee hire looking to applicants that kind of fell off the radar but To what extent are these going to be perhaps a non-traditional type of employees? What extent are they going to be maybe older workers that want to get back into the game? How do you see this burst of activity regarding hiring look maybe a little bit different than it used to in the past? Margaret, let's start with you. Okay, so I think when we look at our age range of the caregiver pool across the entire network, And if I look at it from several years ago to what it is now and what I anticipate it being in the future, I think we'll see older caregivers, kind of the bell curve kind of shifting a little bit to the right in that maybe there's older caregivers because that's such a large group of the baby boomers that are now going through the process, but certainly in good health, aren't immediately going to need assistance. And that's where we can get a lot of really good caregivers coming from as individuals that maybe have retired from their regular professions and are ready to just do something different and something that can be really, really meaningful. So I do anticipate a shift from that perspective, but I'll let Renee talk a little bit about what she's seen in her local market. Yes, a long time ago, it used to be that we required two years of experience and we validate that experience. And now we've put so many training programs into place that we can take somebody who's been a family caregiver who's cared for their mother or their husband or an aunt. And now we can train them so that they have the skills needed to care for our clients. And we've been very successful in that area because they're coming to us with this understanding of what it feels like to be the care recipient. And they're so invested 
and they go out of their way and they go above and beyond what we could even imagine asking them to do. So that's been a fantastic shift. We also are seeing people that are going to nursing school or mm -hmm. wanting to become a physician. And so they're getting that bedside experience and we're providing that training. We provide training in so many different ways. We have a caregiver mentor program. We do caregiver first shift introductions. I have a retention coordinator in my office that goes and introduces people at their first shift. We have group trainings in our office. We have an online training platform and we partner with a local technical college to provide CNA certification. So we have made that shift over the past several years and we're really seeing great results with that. Hmm. And what are your goals specifically about how many you're planning to hire this year? Sure. So we break it down into little steps and we focus on eight new people a week for a stretch goal is 10. So we're excited about eight and we're overjoyed when we get 10 new people that really meet our standards coming into our office every week. This news comes on the heels of, or perhaps it was, Simultaneous, a home instead, a non medical home care firm disclosing it too is planning to expand its workforce by 30,000. What is going on here, Margaret? <laughs> yes, everybody's certainly looking to grow. And I think it is the result of the fact that there is so much demand out there for our services that we provide. And recognizing to meet that demand, we've got to constantly be bringing more caregivers into the fold and being able to hire more caregivers. So no surprise, and I would expect probably any home care company, if you ask them what's the top one or two things you're working on this year, hiring caregivers has got to be one of them because there is so much demand and the supply isn't keeping up with demand. And so then we have to get creative in the cases where that isn't matching up exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, the big elephant in the room is, hey, there's this massive workforce shortage that got worse during COVID. And maybe that's what you're referring to when you talk about creativity. How do you envision working against this uphill situation and also competing then with other firms? Yeah, and I think part about the competing with other firms goes back to really creating a right at home experience at the local level with each of the owners like Renee and her team, where they create a culture and an environment where the caregivers really want to work for their local right at home. When they have a choice, there's lots of providers out there because there is so much demand, but they choose when they have hours available to work, they want to go to right at home first and say, do you have someone that I can take care of under your brand? And so I think it's a matter of winning at the local level, but it's also just a matter of, again, there's so much demand out there that we all want to bring individuals in that are looking for a career. And we just got to celebrate National Caregiver Day we actually celebrated the entire week as a brand. Yes. And that was really exciting because it's such a wonderful profession and a way to give back to others in a unique way that's very different than maybe something else, the same type of role that they might go after. Renee, tell us about how the competition locally, how stiff is it? How do you compete? What do you do to make this right at home experience so tantalizing for prospective employees? and current employees? Yeah, that's a great question. So I am a firm believer in culture. 
everybody in the office has to be invested in the culture. So about five years ago, all of our caregivers came in and we decided on our core values and what was important to everyone from a core value perspective. And so everything we do revolves around our core values, professionalism, teamwork, accountability, integrity, and compassion. And so we hold our caregivers accountable. We treat them as professionals. We tell them that they are capable of being the ultimate care professional. And we provide that support for them. We provide that training and we provide high expectations so that they can excel and be successful in everything they do with Right at Home. I think that sets us apart. I really do. We have created a phenomenal environment for our caregivers. We actually went out and celebrated one of our caregivers' two-year anniversary the other day. And she said, what? I've been here two years. I've never been at any job for two years. <laughs> it was great. I have one caregiver that's about to have a 10-year anniversary this June. 10 years with our company. That says something. There's a lot of talk and it's a constant conversation. Is it about money or is it about values? What keeps people? It sounds like, Renee, you really believe that it's the culture that makes a difference. Where does money and benefits come in? Sure. Well, you have to make sure that people can make a living and they can pay for what their needs are. So we do what we can. We also have to keep in consideration that we have to keep prices down for our clients. So it's a balancing game. And so we're really focused on being efficient in the operations and keeping our costs in the office down so that we can pay our caregivers as much as we can and keep our costs down for our clients. Margaret, what do you think about this topic? I'm sure that's something that you think about pretty often. And what do you relate to your franchisees like Renee about this? Yeah, you know, certainly because they're independently owned and operated, they ultimately need to set their pay rates and their bill rates in their local market. But we've always focused on being a brand where we want to be better than the competition, right? You know, so we want to obviously pay a fair hourly rate to the caregivers, fair hourly rate to those that are working in the office, et cetera, and be a really good employer in those local markets. So we do make sure that we're always following the rules and regulations and making sure each office treats their employees with the utmost respect. And as Renee said, really creating a positive environment where they can flourish. Mm -hmm. I have one more question for Margaret before we leave this conversation just flew. You've only been CEO of Right at Home since 2022. Yes. What has been most surprising to you about what you've learned in this new role? Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. So there's lots of things that I've learned. I like to be a steward of learning constantly. What did I learn the most in these last two years? And I think I would have to say it's the resilience of the network and the brand and our franchise owners. I stepped in as we were coming out of a really, really difficult time through the pandemic where businesses were really focused on just how do you stay in business versus how do you really think about growth, recognizing we've got this big boom coming. And I think I've been not surprised, but just energized by the owners across the Right at Home Network and their focus and dedication around the Right at Home mission, which is to improve the quality of life for those that we serve, and their untiring dedication to really 
make a difference in their local markets by providing great employment, by providing great service, quality care to individuals and providing peace of mind to families. And I think it's that resilience that when I look back over the last two years, that just makes me smile bigger than I normally do in terms of being associated with such a great brand. Terrific. Well, we'll leave it there until next time. Thank you so much, Margaret Haynes, CEO of Right at Home and franchisee Renee Feaster. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Home Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in home care news, visit McKnight'sHomeCare.com.